This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 210. This one dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts slash UFC. Uh, if this is the first time you've ever come across us, uh, you can get us on iTunes. You can subscribe there. Fight Disciples. You can get all the Android feeds um, depending on uh, how you consume your podcasts via our website, fightdisciples.com. Um, we're on social media at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, if you've listened to our boxing show, uh, you'll know full well that my uh, colleague um, is uh, a little bit worse for wear. We record uh, the boxing show and the UFC show on the exact same day for the exact same time of release. So you get two for the price of, well, zero, because we don't charge you anything. Uh, but it's all there in your uh, in your little feed. And my colleague went out yesterday. He's had a skin full of ale. If you're listening abroad, that's beer, alcohol, call it what you wish. Don't talk about it. He's had a right old time of it as the boy, and he's a little bit rough. Um, there's, uh, he's just been to the toilet to uh, to to drop the kids off, so you're feeling a little bit lighter. You can make weight now, can't you? I can absolutely make weight. You've now, made yeah. weight now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if he's a little bit off today, that's that's the reason. He's get he's getting into his forties now. Public apology for Nick being hungover, and he on can't the show. take it. He can't take it no more. Uh, mate, uh, you know what? When you were a young lad, you used to do two or three of them on the spin. So I used to fucking be out till four in the morning and go straight to work for eight. That's Not it. a problem. Easy. Look forward to lunchtime to get another one in me. Now, oh my god, I woke up this morning, packed Jane and the kids off, and went back upstairs and was like, I'm never drinking again. And I must have only had like seven or eight pints. Yeah. England playing tonight. You're going out tonight. You having a f- if you have a few scoops tonight. No chance. We, re- we record this on Mondays, by the way. This is ahead of the England Tunisia in the uh, in the FIFA World Cup. You're not going out to watch England tonight. What's up with you? Nope. Not interested. Love Island's on. Love Island. You're into it now, aren't you? After slagging me a couple of weeks ago, you're proper getting stuck into this, aren't I've, you? Uh, I've never seen Love Island before. Bollocks. Honestly, I've Did never you know, watched, watched last it. episode. Nope, never watched last, it. last season. season. Nope. Oh, it was good last season. Really good. Because I remember having uh, Robbie Davis, the boxer, on our boxing show, and he was rabbiting on about it, and I was like, oh, man, get a life. You know, it's embarrassing. You're into it, aren't you? But now I'm watching it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm proper balls deep on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Proper into it. Did you watch uh, last night's episode? No, I was out. Oh, yeah, yeah. What did I miss? Oh, mate, I need to tell you this. This is amazing, right? <laughs> Check this out. I know Hayley got kicked out. Scouser? Yeah, the Scouser. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, fucking yeah. annoying. She was fucking, she had yeah, to go. She yeah. was a pain in the ass. Shite accent, she got to go. Um, the uh, that Adam lad. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Geordie. Yeah, Geordie lad. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's a good looking lad, isn't he? Can I just point out, this is Fight Disciples. This is a fight podcast, and we will get to it in a minute. But, but let's this, talk this. This is fucking serious. mega. Honestly, mate, this is mega, right? So the Geordie lad, right? You know yeah. that he's having a mess about with that Welsh kid, Rosie. Rosie, yeah. Right. So she's wanking him off, right? So they're in Literally. bed. Literally. No, seriously, yeah. So they're in bed, right? He's getting a fucking Tommy Tang. He's nice. got a fucking smile on his face. He's thinking, so this is amazing. Obviously, jizz is all over her, right? Lovely. Good lad. Good lad, right? The day after. So this is the night time. The morning after, or the day after, the girls are then invited out for a meal. So all the girls fuck off out there, out okay. there, out the villa. Lads are left on their own, bringing some new birds, don't they? Bringing some new birds. What's young Adam doing? Right, he's just been wanked off. The girls' jizz is fresh on her hands still, <laughs> and he's there tapping into another bird. Love it, player. Absolute fucking baller. Does Brilliant. not give a shit, does he? Love it. Honestly, that's class. Jizzy's still fucking sticky on her hands. 
good lad. What an absolute hero he is. Love eh? Island, man. That's what it's all about. He's only a young lad, isn't he? He's only uh, in his 20s. He looks 20, about 40. Yeah. He, he does. He, he looks like he's getting on there. Though, but he's, uh, he's dishing out. Just in case you are uh, tuning into this podcast and have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, it's a reality TV show where they stick a lot of handsome young men and fit young ladies into a villa. And basically, their job is to shag each other. Yep. For that's our, it for our enjoyment. That's it. For and our I think, amusement. Yeah, for our amusement, we have a bit of a laugh about those dynamics, and at the end of it, someone gets paid. So it's a bit like prostitution. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's a bit of a crack over about over the summer periods here in the UK. We have top telly here in the in the UK. Car crash TV. It is car crash TV. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, anyway, I'll be tuning into that later on. Yeah, I can't on, wait. On my series Catch up episode, I think. On my series link, I'll be yeah. having to check it. That's how sad I've got with it, right? Because do you remember last week when that um, same same lad, when she confronted him, because he'd been uh, he was wondering whether the relationship was right or not. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. Well, the night before when they put that cliffhanger out, they put the cliffhanger, didn't they? Where they went, "What have you been saying about me?" And then they stopped the episode, right? Yeah. Now, I wasn't about to watch the episode the day after. Fucking taped it, didn't I? Brilliant. Taped it. Watched it lunchtime. <laughs> Got myself a brew in. Can't just catch up on my Love Island. What the fuck am I coming to, mate? <laughs> what the hell am I coming to? Jesus, there's a World Cup on, you know. I know. Um, and the reason why we bring Love Island up is because this lad here, right, he chose to watch Love Island over Michael Venom Page at the weekend. Now, even though Michael Venom Page was involved in a boxing match and not a mixed martial arts fight, um, I kind of wish that I'd have watched Love Island over the mixed martial uh, over the boxing match because I don't see the point of this particular um, career. I, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't see the point of this particular leg of his career if he's not going to take mixed martial arts and Bellator seriously. If he's not going to go and fight some serious contenders like Paul Daly and Lima and people like that in Bellator. What's the point in flitting with boxing if you're 31 years of age and you've not conquered either discipline? You're just fucking about. Absolutely. And he's just wasting time. And he's wasting talent, potentially. This is the thing with Michael Page. I can't quite put my finger on the fact that, is he brilliant? Like, is he brilliant? Mm. Could he Could he do what he's doing to, to cans? Could he do that to contenders? Could he do it to Paul Daly? Could he do it to a Rory MacDonald? Could he, could he do what he's doing? So actually someone that's capable of fighting back and mm. a, a proper welterweight like him. Or is there a reason why he's kicking cans around in both sports to delay getting found out? Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't get I don't get the boxing one for me. No. I don't get why he's doing it. It's a, it is a farce. But he, he's he's a mo- it's just delaying his MMA development. Yeah, exactly that. And it's and it's sidetracking it like I, I saw an interview with him at, at, at the weekend and he was basically saying, oh, I'm going to have another boxing um, match probably August time and then I'll get back into the octagon. I just don't get it because whilst he's fucking about doing this, there's other guys like just cracking on, doing what they're doing. And don't get me wrong, Bellator, we've, we've spoken very passionately about Bellator and where Bellator are at as a, as a, as a business, as a, as a franchise. But Michael Venom Page, when he was bursting onto the scene, let's say, at Bellator, we were all going this could be the next British guy to cross over and get himself into the UFC and start yeah. making some serious waves. He's miles off it now. That was three years ago, that by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. He's miles off it. When you compare some of the kids that are in Cage Warriors, some of the kids that have already been signed uh, to the UFC, some of these lads that are coming through the uh, Contender Series, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, you think to yourself, you need to start taking this seriously, Michael, because the UFC, for example, if that's what his ambition is, I don't even know what his ambition is, but if that is his ambition of getting to the UFC... We've seen Dana's attitude towards 
Yar Rodriguez, for example, if you're not willing, I mean, he's a legit fighter, but if you're not willing to fight and be in competitive fights, the UFC ain't the place for you. No, unless you're a wrestler. But yeah, you're right. And listen, I don't know what his ambitions are. I'm trying to, I'm trying to now to, to think, I've been thinking about it over the weekend as what is Michael Page doing? Like what's, what's his career all about? Because it's not about defining a legacy and becoming the greatest of all time, regardless of what he might say. It's not about that because one, he's in the wrong, wrong place to do that. And two, he's not having the right fights at the right time. You know, he's not consistently enough with his MMA career. Shelve the boxing thing right now because that's bollocks. He's, he's never ever going to do anything in boxing. No, that, that we know that for a fact. But he's but, but but the point is is that he's taking it. He's, I don't know whether he is taking it seriously. Or he's fucking about with it, but he's doing it and it's yeah. and it's sidetracking him off so, MMA. So okay, this is how I'm defining his career. Then this is the only conclusion I can come to. And you know what? In the grand scheme of things, you know this is something we harp on about ourselves. So maybe maybe we're in the wrong. Maybe Michael Page has got it right because at the end of the day, when you and any fight career will start out with an ambition to, in boxing, become, say, British champion. In MMA, usually to get signed by the UFC. UFC yeah. And then become your next dream. And so that's your dream. Then your goal is to become champion in world champion in boxing, champion in the UFC. And then once you do that, because we know fighters who've done that, once you tick that box, it's about money. Yeah. It's about making as much money as possible because your career is so short. You've got to look after yourself, provide for your family, you know, secure your future, everything else. In the grand scheme of things, prize fighting is exactly that. You're fighting for a prize and you want to be as secure so you don't have to work again afterwards and hopefully you can bank the kind of money that your family don't have to work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can secure their future as well. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, I feel like Michael Page is skipped the first two okay, I don't need UFC and I don't need to become a, ch- a champion. I don't need to have a legacy. I don't need people to look back and go, he was the greatest of all time. Couldn't give two fucks. Michael Page for me is in it for the money. That's it. I want to make as much money as possible. Can I get to the top of the UFC and become world champion? Maybe he's already had the conversation with himself and gone, no, I haven't got time. I'm 31. I can't do that. Uh, it, it'd be too tough, too hard a road to get there to secure that legacy. Right. So maybe he's gone, well, fuck that off then. That's not my dream. My dream is to make as much money as possible, take as little damage as possible. How do I do that? I go to Bellator, I sign Bellator, I basically handpick my own opponents in Bellator. Yeah, but how much is he getting paid realistically with Bellator? I don't know. We're not talking mega money. He'll be, be getting paid more than what the UFC would pay him to start off in. Right. Do you know what I mean? So let's but say, we're not talking life-changing money. We're talking a, a normal, decent salary. No, but I'd say if he's fighting in Bellator, he's you know he's he's, he's on decent Bellator cards. He was on that Bellator 200 card in London. He was on the main card as well. So I'd say you know because of there has been talk of UFC. Let's say his Bellator contract's like thirty grand a fight. Yeah. How many is he having? Two, three a year. He's having two or three a year. Right. Well, that's that's. And let's a, say he's getting thirty grand from his boxing as well. For argument's sake. Right. So, so let's so say he's, he's clearing hundred. Let's say he's clearing hundred and fifty. On the year. But salary-wise, and I know that he's got endorsements and various things like yeah, that. Yeah. Now, don't, don't get me wrong, that's great money. Great, great money. But that is, that's not life-changing money. No. He, he can't retire at 35 years of age on that money because it soon runs out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's going to have to find something else to do if, that, if that's what he's doing. So where, where, when's he going to earn millions? When's he going to earn the million money in order well, to call it a day Well, he will millions in boxing because his ability isn't good enough. Right, we agree on that. So can he do it in mixed martial arts? I personally don't think he can. No. No, I so, don't think he can. So what is he doing? Is he attempting to maybe create himself as a, 
a media star? Is that what he's trying to do? Go down that route to create a different career? I don't Maybe know what he's so. trying to do. Maybe so. You know, it's it, it's all the flashy stuff that he does catches the attention of people and has, has built this whole gravy train behind him. But maybe he knows his limitations. Maybe he knows that he can't go to the next level. So he's happy banking what he's banking now and he's consistently just going to fight cans for as long as he can. Mm. Because if he fights Paul Daly, he probably gets beat. Mm. And then the wheels come off then. He's doing all the things that we love. He's got the gimmick. He's got the... Uh, like you said, the flashy stuff. He, he's talking the talk. And to be fair, he goes in and he walks the walk. But we're not mugs. We know that he's walking the walk against geezers that are quite... Lightweight. Well, they're substandard to him. Yeah. Uh, quite considerable substandard. So now you've got to step up and put him in a proper fight because you're only going to get legacy and you're only going to get what we would class as proper money by by fighting proper competitive fights. The Paul Daly fight should have been made a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And the fact that it hasn't been made tells you everything, really, because I tell you now, Paul Daly would want that fight in a heartbeat because for Paul Daly, you just put him on his back and beat the shit out of him. Mm. Uh, you know, Michael Page, I mean. Mm. So it's it's a weird situation with Michael Page. I can't really quite get, as I say, can't get my head quite round what he's doing. But he needs to fuck boxing off, man. It's just wasting his time in boxing. Mm. But it all it all plays into this thing, isn't it? Undefeated in kickboxing, undefeated in boxing, undefeated in MMA. It's all part of his shtick. But does it really sell? Does anyone really care? No, I don't think so. No. Um, one thing that I do care about um, is the return of a legend. Are you ready for this? Yep. You're a, you're a short time retired in uh, in fight sports. Um, Brad One Punch Pickett has decided um, after hanging the gloves up and calling it a day and like about three weeks ago, yeah, about three weeks ago, and sitting in the corner of the people like Nathaniel Wood, which he, by the way he's doing a fantastic job with at the moment, uh, he's decided. Listen, I'm not. I can't watch these lads take uh, take a shot and throw a shot. I need to go out there and do it myself. And he signed a multi-fight deal with ACB. ACB are coming, man, aren't they? They are They are taking fight sports serious. Uh, Brad Pickett, 39 years of age. He looks like he's been in a few fights as the kid. <laughs> and he's uh, he's going to be in a few more because he's uh, he's obviously getting weighed in. He's obviously getting paid quite well in order to do that. Great signing for ACB because everybody loves Brad. You yeah. know that you're going to get an unbelievable knock when Brad fights. He's in competitive fights. He goes in there and throws leather down. I'm a little bit, when I first did it, I was a little bit in two minds because I was happy that Brad had called it a day when he did. But the the selfish fan in me goes, fucking great, get to see Brad fight again. <laughs> Absolutely. And he's, he ticks all the boxes for ACB because he's super entertaining. We get to hear Chaz and Dave, the full ring walk again, which is amazing. The bid and brace and the, the vest and his granddad's hat and all that kind of stuff. It's cool as fuck. But he is 39. And there's a reason why he stopped fighting in the UFC. But then that's it's a different level. ACB's a step below the UFC. So talk to you about ACB because there'll be people listening to this podcast, right? They know UFC. They've heard us wax about Bellator and they've seen it vaguely on the telly. They've seen Cage Warriors. They won't have seen too much ACB. I mean, you spoke about it with, with Dean Garnet quite a lot yeah. um, on your Radio City talk show maybe about three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and Dean's obviously a guy that resides out of Liverpool. Um, you'll be familiar with Dean. Uh, he's the guy that was on the BBC documentary regarding weight cutting. I don't know if you've seen that. That's that's who we're talking about. But he was fighting on the Nottingham card a couple of weeks back. Um, they're coming in ACB, aren't they? They they really are growing, and and the the shows are gaining a lot of traction. Like a lot of Russian things, they're backed by this crazy oligarch who just fucking absolutely loves the sport, and he's just got countless. Don't give a shit. Countless amounts of just cash. Just chucks a lot of dough in there. So they first come over, and they got a bit of shtick at first. They came over about two years ago. Uh, they, they really came out of Russia 
and they got a bit of stick at first because they were overturning results by British judges. So British judges like Mark Goddard and a few of the others, they boycotted ACB. This is a couple of years ago now, well, two years ago, and said they weren't getting involved because the people who made the decisions, the, it was a, they overturned the referee stoppage and two judges' cards on the same card. And it was British judges and a British referee. I think it was Neil Hall. And um, so On the night they were doing that? In the aftermath, of, so they they so the fight's been called the off. They've announced the winners, and then yeah, they yeah. said no, he didn't win. A couple of days after they went, well, we've we've took that in front of these other judges, and they've looked at it, Fuck and the judges know. scored it wrong, so it overturned wow. the result. And anyway, it got a lot, so that was a lot of negative press. But then, listen, they've they've been back consistently. All the fighters that fight for ECB say amazing things about them. You know, they've they've obviously turned themselves around, and you know, none of that shit's going on no more. Fight, you know, and and Dean was singing their praises highly the other week, and. If you're if you're with ACB, they do a similar thing to UFC in terms of fight of the night and performance of the night and stuff. That's good, but you can only win that if you're a contracted fighter. So it's kind of better if you're a contracted fighter because you know you might be on a card and there might only be four or five contracted fighters on the entire card. The other guys might just be getting brought in for one fight, two fights, or whatever. Mm. So the likes of Brad would sign a multi-fight deal means he's available to win. A fight of the night, performance double his bonus, money and all that I mean? type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but they get looked after really well. They pay well. Um, the cards are solid now. People, are, you know, fans who are going to these events are, are yeah. singing good praises. I think Luke Barnett won on uh, ACB at the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I know he definitely fought on ACB at the weekend. So more than anything, they're consistently doing shows all over Europe, but they're consistently doing shows in the UK as well. And well, this one's that's vital. This one's uh, August 11th, and like you said, only a couple of weeks ago they were in Nottingham, so it's not like once every three, four, six months. No, no, they, they come, they come. They're right in now. once a month. It's yeah. looking like at this moment in time they're uh, they're, they're churning it out. And uh, Brad's a fantastic signing. Everybody knows Brad. He's got a massive following here in the UK. So every time I've no doubt there is, especially one in London, his, his name's probably going to be uh, top of the tree there. Yeah, uh, because it'll bring the fans out. ACB. 88 it was at the weekend in Brisbane, Australia. And unfortunately, Luke got beat. He lost that. I thought he won. I thought he read somewhere he won, but he lost. Anyway, mm. ACB. So, they, you know, they're all over the place. I say that was in Australia, that fight at the weekend. So, mm. um, they're definitely making shakes and making silence like Brad Pickett is only going to make them even more popular. No, absolutely. Um, have you been watching any of the Contender series? No. You've not watched any of it? Not yet. Because I was going to ask you your thoughts on, uh, on Greg Hardy. You will have seen all the press. Oh, I've seen Greg that Hardy. stuff. Yeah, the NFL guys, the two NFL guys who fought. Fuck me. Dana White's Tuesday night thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was some shot though, mate. Poof. For a geezer that's not a, a fighter. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely put his opponent to kick. Um, basically, uh, Dana White is looking for uh, he's looking for a fighter. Yeah, We've seen those type of shows before. Um, it's this show is replacing, isn't it? It's replacing the Ultimate Fighter, I think. So this is the final season of the Ultimate Fighter, which is culminating in July. Yeah. Um, and Dana White's Contender Series, I think, is going to be like the new version of the Ultimate Fighter, the place yeah. where you go to get into the UFC, basically. Yeah, they've revamped it a little bit, and there's a geezer in here, Greg Hardy, right? Football player. Yeah. He's there. Uh, he's and this kind of strengthens your argument from uh, the world of boxing and the world of mixed martial arts. When we've uh, been speaking about um, the lack of talent from American fighters, especially in the heavyweight division over the years, this is in boxing, by the way, where people have gone, well, hang on a minute, I could make more money going to the NFL or I can make more money going into the NBA and all these other type of sports. And maybe fight sports isn't necessarily 
where a lot of uh, young athletes would go in order to hone their craft. And that's why we've had a little bit of a, a lull when it comes to serious uh, American heavyweight talent. However, now um, it seems to, the UFC seems to have breathed, breathed a little bit new light into it. And we've got this geezer who's obviously been doing what he's been doing in the world of football, American football this is. And uh, a lot's been, he's been getting so much press because of that. And he's gone into the contender series and everybody's got, this is his pro, pro debut. Everybody's got their eyes on it. Everybody's having a little bit of a look at him, thinking to himself, right, what's he all about? Is it a bit of a joke thing? Is it another CM Punk thing? Is it a Freddie Flintoff situation like we had here in the UK? And he's gone in there and absolutely fucking mauled his opponent. Storched them, yeah. And you know what the UFC's like? We're not talking about a gimme. This ain't Bellator, Aaron Chalmers. He's gone in there and absolutely mauled him. Massive left hook and laid him to kip. The beautiful thing about it now is that Dana White's jumped all over it and gone, we're, we're, he's had one fight, right? He's jumping all over it and we're going to go, we're going to give this kid a contract, but we're going to maybe treat him slightly different. So we're going to offer him a UFC contract, but then we're going to, like we do in football, we're going to sign this young prospect and then we're going to loan him out yeah, yeah. maybe to a, to a lower level. I've never seen that before, but I'm led to believe it has happened before where they've signed guys and maybe loaned them out to different franchises in order for them to learn mixed martial arts. Yeah, they kind of did it with uh, Cyborg, didn't they, with Invicta. She went over to Invicta and fought before she came into the UFC, before they made up a division for her. So they have definitely done it before. Interesting to see whether this is the beginning of a, you know, a conveyor belt of talented yeah. guys. Told you that was rough. (laughs) 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 This has actually happened. Live vomiting is happening. Oh my god. I've never seen you move so fast. Um <laughs> Stop it. Do you want some water? Whoa. I told you I was feeling rough. Woo My God. We'll be back in a minute. (laughs) This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. 20 minutes later. (laughs) I can't believe that's just happened. That just actually happened. That just played out for real right there. Oh, dear. Jesus Christ. Better out than in, son. Eh? Better out than in. Oh, yeah, I feel feel great now. You feel sound now? I feel good now, yeah. You feel ready to go again? I feel like I could make weight for real now. We'll go for a pint for lunch. Jesus. Hey. I saw you there tonight. <clears throat> I saw you flagging a well, little we bit. Chat, I'm thinking, chatting Greg, Har- Greg Hardy. You could just see me going. Yeah, well, normally I just say the odd thing to you and then you, off you go. You just wax lyrical about all different types of stuff. So for, for people that have never listened to this show before 
and thought to themselves, hey, fucking hell, they're, they're the best sports podcast in the UK. <laughs> Let's go and have a little bit. Two, ta- two years on the run. Oh, they must be really good. Let's have a bit of a listen. So normally, I just send him, I send him off on one, wind him up, and off he goes, and he gives everybody a little bit of shit. And I could just see, he's not giving me anything back here with Greg, are he? He's not giving me absolutely nothing. And then his eyes started rolling. I thought, hey, up. And then up you got, son. <laughs> oh, dear. Jesus. Oh, mate. <sighs> I feel better now, though. I feel pretty good now. I want to Should we start the show again? No, I want to listen to it again. One minute. <laughs> Let's start the show again. Listen to that. That is gold, isn't it? That is absolute gold. <laughs> Woo! There you go, judges. There's your award entry for next year. Yeah. We're coming again, baby. Live puking. I don't even know where we got up to, right? We, we did the... I think we'd done the Greg... Um, we were talking about Greg Hardy. I know we did. And, and, like, before I was rudely interrupted by yesterday's ale coming back again. Yeah. Um, the point I was trying to make was, unsuccessfully... I think this could be a big breakthrough moment for the UFC in terms of signing these big, huge, you know, six for five African American natural born athletes <clears throat> who maybe are getting coming out of NFL or coming out of basketball or whatever. Yeah. So I think they're now seeing UFC as a route to make real money. And yeah, Conor yeah. McGregor's obviously done that to them. They're, they're looking at Conor McGregor, they're looking at the Forbes list and they're seeing Mayweather. Ronaldo, Messi, Conor McGregor. Suddenly now, UFC fighters are making an indent on the Forbes lift. That's never been done before. And yeah. For an American athlete, suddenly now it's a, a lot, it's attractive. Certainly as a second choice as well. Your NFL career gets cut short because of injury, or you don't get picked in the draft, or whatever it is. Your you, your college, you finish your college career, and you're not good enough for the NFL. And there's a, a real route there to become a big successful financially driven athlete over in the UFC. Especially if you can whack. Absolutely. Um, a fight that's been made this week that we're dead excited about is Justin Gaethje and Alia Quinta. Starch, man. That's fucking a brilliant fight. Ne- Nebraska, August 25th. Yes, Should sir. be an absolute cracker. Justin Gaethje, as we... Do you know something? We On this show, we do obviously make predictions regarding fights and we get excited about fights and we tell you to go and watch certain bits and bats. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily live up to them expectations. Every single time, that we tell you to go and watch Justin Gaethje, you have a great time. Absolutely. And we're going to have an even better one this time round because Aoi Kinta doesn't go backwards either. This is going to be brilliant. It is going to be brilliant and um, it, it puts a lot of other fights to shame because of its brilliance. And the fact it's going to Nebraska, it just makes it even more brilliant because mm. it's fucking bonkers, backwater, crazy place. Mm. And they're just going to get an absolute treat. And I think that fight, it could be fight of the early shelf fight of the year. Mm. Uh, both men coming off losses. Obviously, Al Quinta steps in last minute. And obviously, yeah. he did a good job against Khabib. Khabib. But, uh, Make Khabib look, look beatable in my yeah, eyes. Yeah, he did He did well, extremely well. And obviously, Justin Gaethje, we've we, we probably got a... a, a a performance of a career against mm-hmm. him uh, last time out of short time. It was absolutely tremendous. So therefore, uh, here we go, man. Here we go. Both men coming off of losses. They've got to remain, uh, I won't say relevant, because I'm sure they've uh, they've got enough credit in the bank uh, with the UFC. But if they've got any ambitions of the, their own in order to kick on and, uh, and challenge once again. Yeah, um, for the lightweight belt, yeah. Yeah, well, this they is, need, they this is where it's at. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um, August 25th, like I said, in Nebraska. 
Uh, now then, let's uh, fast forward, shall we, to uh, to this weekend before he throws up all over you uh, once again. So I apologise if you've been listening to this during your breakfast and what have you, and it might just turn your stomach or whilst you're having your runny egg. Maybe we need to put a warning at the front of this show. We need to go back and record a warning just saying, if you're eating your lunch or your breakfast... Yeah. Just bear in mind, something's be about to happen. Be warned, Something's yeah. about to go off. Uh, Singapore this weekend. Um, what an opportunity for Rocky Edwards. We've been calling for an opportunity for him for a period of time, even though he's technically not been calling. That's And that's been our problem with him, really. Yep. He's been doing fantastic inside the octagon, but then when the microphone gets in front of him, he doesn't do it. He doesn't get on there. He doesn't go, right, I want this guy, I want that guy. And maybe if he did, he'd have got a shot a little bit earlier. But he's got an opportunity now in the wake of what Darren Till did to Cowboy uh, to follow in those footsteps. Um I hate to say this about Cowboy, but he seems to be the gatekeeper. He's the, he's, yeah. the, he's the gatekeeper to the next level of uh, of this particular division, isn't he? Absolutely, and I think a big win here for Rocky Edwards would undoubtedly, un, uh, you know, get him a place in higher up that top ten and, and would push him forward to you know to the to the back of the line that features Ponzinibbio and Till and Covington and all these new young guys pushing up for the title shot. And it's critical like that he produces the goods against Cowboy. But listen, man, don't fucking sleep on Cowboy Cerrone either because you know. Yes, Darren Till did it too in, in Europe, but Cowboy knows what he's up against now. He's not going to underestimate any of these yeah. European guys anymore. That's, that's that, that, that trick's been played on him once before. He won't be fucking tricked again. Cowboy will be focused this weekend, and yeah. we're going to see the best of Cowboy Cerrone, and that's obviously got to be a concern for Rocky Edwards because if Cowboy Cerrone turns up, then Rocky Edwards got a hell of a fight on his hands. But you know what? That said, I still think Rocky can win the fight yeah. because I think his ability-wise, he's certainly got it. He's just got to play to his strengths and not not look across the... Because it's easy to call out Cowboy Cerrone. And listen, we, we, we beat up on Rocky for not calling anyone out, but after he beat Peter Sabota last time out with that crazy, if you remember, last second yeah. knockout... Uh, TKO he got on the mic and he rocked the mic and he started calling people out and he was saying I wanted Cowboy Cerrone but he's given to Till I want him now great that you know and finally he's got it he's got yeah. himself the big fight <clears> so it's worked ultimately but what Darren Till is Darren Till got in the octagon with Cowboy Cerrone and treated him just like any other piece of meat and was like you're just in my way it, it didn't matter that it was Cowboy Cerrone yes he paid respects to him and all that but he didn't it didn't matter mm. Rocky Edwards can't get in the octagon and go, shit, there's Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. He and can't pay, freeze. He, this he is his moment pay, now. He can't pay res- respect to Cowboy Cerrone. He can't go in there and go, I'm in with a legend. Even if he says it in this week, this final week in the build-up in Singapore, he can't approach the fight like he's fighting Cowboy Cerrone. He's got to approach the fight like this is the biggest fight of his life. Because mm. it, it is. It is, yeah, yeah. He's done amazingly well to get so high in the rankings with so little time on the microphone. But if you look at who Leon Edwards has beat... He's beat some fucking really high-level guys. He's where he is in the rankings on credit, mm-hmm. but he's done it the hard way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's realised that to get to the next level, you've got to be able to rock the mic. Yeah, yeah. He's got himself to fight. This is the key to his well, entire we said, career. We, we said he's got to win it. We said last week, didn't we? This time last year or this time two years ago, Colby Covington was just another welterweight. Just a middle-of-the-road welterweight. Just cracking on, you know what I mean, boring the living daylights out of yep. everybody. And then he realised, listen, I ain't going to get to where I want to get to unless I do... For example, what Connor's doing, I've Jail? got to get following the footsteps. Yeah, of Jail got to get on the mic. I've got to, I've got to find my 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 avenue. I've got to find my my place Niche. in this story. Of course, and he's found it with that bad guy, with that heel, with that um, pantomime villain that he's currently playing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've no doubt. If we sat down with Colby Covington, he's probably a nice lad, but he but he comes across as a proper dickhead. Dick. Yeah, right. But that's what's selling him the fights. That's what's getting him to where he's at right now, and he's probably going to get himself a shot at Tyron Woodley next. Yeah, Rocky Edwards, like you've just said. 
he's been brilliant. He's been beating real legit dudes. He's been on a fantastic run. And mm. you think to yourself, fucking hell, Rock, just get on the mic, man. Yeah, yeah. Get on the mic and do your thing. And you're right. Maybe he was listening to Fight Disciples last time, pal, because ahead of that, uh, of his last outing, we were screaming at him, Rocky, if you do a job, get on the microphone. Yeah. We're here now. This is the moment. There's of course. People know Cowboy Cerrone, the top of the bill in Singapore. If he does a job on Cowboy, don't waste the opportunity. Don't go back into your shell. Yeah, yeah. Don't then say, oh, yeah, I'm just happy to share a ring with the legend and all this stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, but yeah. get on the mic and say, well, hang on a minute. I want a piece of Ponzinibbio. I want a piece of this guy. I want a piece of this guy. Even Till. Darren Till. Mike Perry. Get your, You know what I mean? Those types of guys that yeah. are going to then get more eyes on his fight. Mike Perry's perfect. Mike Perry, everybody wants to watch Mike Perry, even though mm-hmm. he's maybe at the bottom end of that tank at this moment in time. Yeah. People watch Mike Perry. If you go and fight Mike Perry, knock him out or stop him or do something amazing against him, everybody's going to go, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah. Then get on the mic again and call another guy out. Sooner or later, within three fights, you're in touching distance of a shot. Absolutely. Um, I don't know whether... Mike Perry would be the right. I was just thinking shout, the popularity yeah, yeah. of fighters, uh, somebody uh, that you know, of somebody course. of stature. That's what I was thinking. You're probably right. I think you beat you be Cowboy. You don't go back for me. Cowboy's ahead of Mike Perry still. So he's got. A, you're right. He needs big fights and he needs the recognition on a global scale. Robbie Lawler, will, then he will get at this stage. Robbie, Robbie Lawler would be absolutely perfect. There you go, yeah, of I know that we're calling that for tilt, but that's the type of guy I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. A guy with a big following. Mike Perry's got a following, even though he's he's on a bit of a slide at this moment. Yeah. Absolutely. So Rocky Edwards at the moment not even not even ranked in the top fifteen, but he should be. Uh, but you know, you no, know, it'd be good for him. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, I'm just looking down the list now. But the guy right, right well, he's up, about eleven, isn't he? he I thought he was eleven or thirteen, something like that. According to the latest rankings for what these are worth, the U- official UFC ones, Rocky's thirteen. Yeah, Gunnar Nelson's twelve, and Donald Cerrone's eleven. Right. So they're just on the outside of the top 10. Ponzinibbio's ranked number but 10. But if he does a job here, you want to be looking inside that top 10, Of course. You? So you, you, so you, you talk, a number you here and you, you're talking, you know, Ponzinibbio, Masvidal. Yeah, yeah. Even Masvidal. Magny. Magny. Magny's, Magny's the most Magny's avoided one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but then there's the big names like Damian Meyer, Rafael de Sanyos. You know, these are all the big, the big guys as well. So what so. would you advise now? Would you go, would you overshoot it? If you do Cowboy, yeah. and that's a proper legend, big fan following, yeah. everybody will have seen it. We mentioned Ponzinibbio. You've got Neil Magnet. These are guys, again, just on the cusp. Of course. Right? Just coming through, young, hungry dudes. Do you go over them? Do you go over them and go, Rafael de Sanos? Go do for you, a name. Do you mm-hmm. go for the biggest name? I think so. Because then people might go, you're getting ahead of yourself here now. Go and fight Magnet. Right? Yeah. Even, the, I mean, you're in for, you're in for the, the moon and full amongst the stars type situation. You know what I mean? Is that what you do? Do you go for the biggest that you can possibly go for and then... Tech second place. You're probably not going to get it. You're probably going to get the the next one down, like a yeah. Ponzinibbio or something. I think so. Yeah, I think you've got to look up because everybody below you, like you've been doing, is looking at you now because he's. It's great that he's finally ranked in the top fifteen, but he's a marked man by everybody else in the division mm-hmm. now as well. So he's got to look upwards and he's got to call out names that would make sense to call out the likes of Rafael de Sanjos or uh, you know Damian Meyer, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm sure he's trained at ATT, so I don't think he'd call out Robbie Lawler just out of respect because Lawler's an ATT legend. Um, even though I don't think Robbie's there anymore, they, they may have trained before, you know, been in the in Dos camps Anos. together. And Dos stuff, Anos so. is the one. He's just so been beating off Covington. That's what I mean. Dos Me Anos, you. Let's do it. And he's another lightweight who's blown up into a welterweight. Let's so do it. It, it makes sense to call that out. Or, you know, <clears throat> there's Rocky Edwards. If he beats Cowboy this weekend, show us all how big his balls are and go, okay, bring me down until. 
Bring me fucking, bring me Kamaru Usman, the one loss I've had in the last eight fights. I want to fucking avenge that loss. That would, for me, that would, or even Kobe Covington. I want Kobe, you know, to make a statement like that would be fucking sensational. To make a shout for a Lola, a Desanyos, you know, a Damian Meyer would be cool. But it would, going for one it, of the it would be a little guys. bit more orchestrated. But to go fucking bring me Darren Till, man, I'm not scared of that bit. You know, guy, fucking bring me this guy. Bring me Covington, bring me fucking Kamari Usman. I want to avenge that loss. That's the if one. you rock the mic like that, you think, whoo Rocky Edwards is not playing, son. Yeah. But if he calls out likes of Robbie Lawler and stuff like that, all credit in the world to him. But he's kind of like, yeah. he's choosing a lane, isn't he? The thing is... He's got to beat fucking Cowboy That's first. it. I was just about to go there. I was just about to go there, yeah. Because this isn't a fucking done deal. At the weekend, man, this is this is proper because, like you say, Cowboy proper. won't be sleeping proper, proper. anymore. He won't be sleeping no more. Nope. He's ready to rock and roll. It'll be a proper scrap. Uh, looking forward to it. it. Should be a real good one on the undercard. Um, I've noticed that uh, Ovinson Pru he's having a little bit of a, OSP is back. He's having a little bit of a go at uh, in Singapore. Uh, last time he was out in Asia, he was di- dishing out the old Von, von Flew chokes whilst he was out there. So uh, are we going to get uh, something equally as uh, freaky? I like Ovinson Pru, yeah. even though he's. Just below being a world champion. Because yeah. I can't ever see him doing it. No. I just like the dude. There's another one that's come from the world of uh, NFL, hasn't he? He used, yeah. to be, uh, he used to be a baller. High, high, he was a pretty high level. Yeah, college, top level. College football. Top level, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he moved into uh, the world of mixed martial arts. But I, I, he's entertaining. Either he's going over or someone's or someone's absolutely. getting choked out. Yeah, I kind of like that, man. Well, he got stuck in a, a standing guillotine last time. Remember, he got choked out by Latifi. Yeah, yeah. But the guy's fighting this weekend as well, Tyson Pedro. His only loss in the UFC, I think, was against Latifi as well. So they've got something in common there. But I like Tyson Pedro. I think this is the big, big moment for Tyson Pedro, more than OSP. But the beauty of OSP is, you're, like, you're right, he's like fucking, you just don't know which one's going to turn nope. up. The guy who looks like a can, who gets fucking annihilated. Remember the one who stood in front of Jimmy Manowin and just let him tee off? <laughs> Or the OSP that turns up and puts you in a Von Flew choke and shit like that. You know, yeah. just does mad shit. So yeah. Either way, though, it's entertaining. Oh, it's a great fight. You know, fight. it's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing with the like the pay-per-view. The last pay-per-view is a bit of a fucking letdown. Let's be honest, Chicago was a bit disappointing in, in patches. Um, Are you talking about because there was there were all decisions they went to yeah, any, just any the, knockouts? Yeah, there's a lot of decisions on it. It was quite a hard watch. What, let's, let's be honest, it was a bit it was of a, a long marathon. watch. It was a marathon yeah, event, yeah. yeah. Whereas this Singapore one, has a ha- these have a habit of sneaking under. And, you know, I think... Rocky's a, a finally in his first chance in the main event. I think he will want to live up to it. But Cowboy, as you say, is, it feels like he's a little bit of a man scorned at the moment. He's got a point to prove that he's got a future in this division and certainly still belongs in the top 10. So mm. I think that's fireworks. And then OSP, Tyson Pedro, I think if the, if, if the right OSP turns up, that could be fireworks as well. But these two fights, I think this entire card's always interesting when you get a card, especially full of like Australasian, Asian fighters like this is. Yeah. These are the cards that just come alive sometimes. We look forward to the pay-per-views, but it's these little cards in Singapore. I know Dan Hardy spoke to him last week before he jetted off. He's at, he's in, he was he was doing Cage Warriors the weekend in in um, Antwerp in Belgium, and then he was, I think he was flying straight to Singapore. Uh, but he was fucking so excited about this card, and he was just like, "There's some absolutely cracking little fights on there that most people probably haven't even heard of the guys yeah. on it." Mm. So it's going to be a good one, man. Will I'm right in thinking this is an afternoon, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's an, it's a Saturday afternoon. I'm sure it's Saturday afternoon that this is on the on the TV. Isn't that Saturday afternoon local? 
might be. No, no, I think you're right. I'm just having a little look here. Because when... Um, Looks like it's a one o'clock start, yeah? Yeah. On Saturday? Yeah, here in the UK. Sweet. Because when uh, Bispin was fighting Gaslam, that was an afternooner, wasn't it? Yeah. So this is an af- This is definitely an afternoon. Yeah. There's, I there's, knew it was. There's, the, there's Belgium tuners here out the window. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there you go. Make sure you're uh, tuning in. Um at a decent time to watch some uh, mixed martial arts this weekend yeah, here right. in the UK on BT Sport. Jake Matthews, my Australasian welterweight that I've been champion for years. Mm-hmm. He's on this card. Look yeah. out for Jake. And Matt Schnell as well. Anybody remember Matt Schnell? No. So we, <clears throat> MTV did a reality TV show about five years ago. Might have been even more than that. Um, and it was called Uncaged. Right. And it followed the careers of three fledgling mixed martial artists at lo- very much at local level club level right yeah yeah and it was like um, it was like you know like these MTV shows where the fucking 12 year old's pregnant and yeah. she's going to be a grandmother and all, that. and all yeah, that yeah 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 it was filmed exactly the same style as that so it was more about like in a high school and you know how he fits his training in and there was three fighters and the other two were completely forgettable but Matt Schnell was like you could see this kid had a bit of talent and he was like the coolest kid in school because he wanted to be a cage fighter and all this kind of stuff as they referred to it um and he's obviously signed with the UFC now. He's had a couple of fights in the UFC already, but nice. he's on a mad little journey. Like he's a good little fighter as well. I think he's moved gyms a few times now. I think he's at ATT these days. But obviously, when he started out, I think some listeners may have watched that show like I did. But uh, man, he's in. I think he made a name for himself in Legacy. Struggled in the UFC, but he's moved down to flyweight, and uh, I think he's got a win under his belt now. So. Mm. Worth looking out for. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Saturday afternoon, make sure you're checking out some mixed martial arts on BT Sport here in the UK. I've no doubt you'll be uh, watching it. If you're listening to this worldwide, I'm, I'm sure you've got your own television feeds to uh, to keep an eye on. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure once again being in your company. Um, what? Apologies for no. vomit, vomiting halfway through the show. There you go. There you go. Two-time uh, British podcast champions. Best sports podcast in the UK. That's what you get. That's what we dish up. You know what I mean? There's no. There's do, you know, no do you know what people have asked me in the past as well? How much editing do you do on your show? None. <laughs> and this is proof. <laughs> One take wonders. Well, this is it. Every single. This is it. Uh, you know the the whole beauty of this. Let let me just try and paint a picture of why we decided to do this. Our background is broadcasting, is newspapers, right? So we've been doing this for a long period of time, and. When you work for certain organisations, a lot of your opinion has to be carefully thought um, because you're representing that particular company. Um, You can't necessarily say certain things because you don't want to piss somebody off in order to keep somebody cool and, and what have you because at the end of the day, you are a representation of the company. When you set something up yourself, you can do what the fuck you want, right? You can throw up live on the radio. So we set up Fight Disciples in order to create an unfiltered opinion on fight sports so you get a real look at what we're all about. We don't edit it at all. No. So we record it in one take, that's the boxing show and the... And the UFC show, the one that you're listening to right right now, we don't edit it at all. There, there might be a li- there might be a, a cut down on the amount of vomiting that he did for 20 minutes because that would just be fucking boring, right? Because <laughs> I had to stop the recording today. But you know, n- the majority of the time that you listen to this, there is no edit. It's just from start to finish, bang. That's what we have, and that's why we created it. So therefore, it's an unfiltered look. Now, when he was barfing up, I thought to myself, "Should I stop the recording here?" And I thought, "No, that's not what we do." <laughs> Just let it roll. <laughs> so you were in pain in the corner. In fact, let's listen to it again. <laughs> it's good. It's a, it's a good screech that. 
<laughs> gone on it. He's absolutely gone. Anyway, um, there you go. Hope you have uh, enjoyed uh, <laughs> Fight Disciples Unfiltered today. We will. Uh, you're not back next week. You're on your holidays now, aren't you? Holidays what a way week. to go out. What a way to finish <laughs> this summer before you come back off uh, of your summer holidays. Yeah. You'll be doing this abroad. Well, you won't be doing that abroad with the kids, will you? Is that what you were doing? You you, you were getting all your ale in yesterday. That's right. Because you can't be drinking next yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you can subscribe to this nonsense. Uh, there will be a show for you next week. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm sure it will be better than what you've just heard. <laughs> <laughs> sure it will. So make sure you subscribe. Fight Disciples on iTunes. You can get um, all the Android feeds. Fightdisciples.com. At Fight Disciples. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube as well. And of course, I filmed him uh, being sick in that bin. There's a video on our Facebook right now. <laughs> See you in a bit. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard... Subscribe via iTunes.